here's an Advent treat from Sister Phyllis Schenk and all of us at Flowcast. I'm Sister Beth Murphy, and I'm so happy to introduce you to Sister Phyllis's wisdom. She has guided women and men throughout decades of her leadership in parish pastoral ministry. If you haven't done so already, make yourself comfortable in a quiet place. Grab your journal and a pen and be ready to give God the time God needs to speak to your heart during this season of quiet anticipation that precedes Christmas when we celebrate the incarnate Son of God. Advent is one of my favorite times of the church year. That's why I'm pleased to share some thoughts with you regarding this season. We begin by reflecting on giving God time, the time God needs. After all, the coming of Jesus' birth took time, that time of anticipation of waiting on God and giving God time until we are ready for God to act. We'll also consider what we might do to make ready the time for what has yet been longed for more than 4,000 years, the birth of the Savior. Meister Eckhart, the great German Dominican mystic, once said, Mary never could have conceived Jesus in her womb if she had not first conceived him in her heart. So this Advent, we ask ourselves, how can we conceive Jesus in our heart? How can we nurture that maturing growth within us? What is the preparation we can do now so that we might fully experience the blessedness of Christmas, the depth of Christmas, the unfolding possibilities that come with the birth of Christ? For me, a symbol is helpful. I look at a symbol and it reminds me of something bigger than itself. It draws my attention back to my intention. Imagine, if you will, a lovely shaped bluish purple vase. I ask myself, what is it of which I'm trying to be aware? What am I trying to accomplish with this symbol, this vase before me? My symbol, my vase is empty. As Advent begins, this empty vase reminds me of Mary's empty womb, waiting for promises to be fulfilled, 4,000 year old promises waiting for new life to begin, waiting for the fullness of the kingdom to be present. This vase speaks to me of making room so that new life can grow. 
just how can I make room that I might conceive him in my heart? One of my friends said one day, when I go to confession, I confess the same thing every time, something from way back. I said, you need to grasp hold of what we believe. If you're sorry and have confessed, it's gone. As far as the East is from the West, so far has God put our transgressions from us. Why carry a heavy bag on your back when you can leave it behind or drop it in the garbage? I like to think of God as having amnesia. If I say to God, remember when I did so-and-so, our God says, oh, I don't remember that. God looks on us all as sinners that we might come to know God's mercy. So how can we make space for this new life that's being birthed in our heart? Believe in God's mercy and save no room for our past choices that are not representative of our best self. Our chaplain, Father Michael, recently shared with us the insights of a Trappist monk with some remarkable perceptions about God and God's mercy. He wrote that within the inner life of the Trinity, God is expressing every aspect of his love except one, God's mercy. God the Father can't lavish mercy on the Son or the Holy Spirit because they didn't need it. So his mercy remained unexpressed. Therefore, God needs us, the rational creatures, for we are the only ones who can receive this aspect of his love, his mercy. The monk wrote, if divine mercy is to be expressed and glorified, there must exist an object for God's love, which is precisely unworthy of him. For that's the very meaning of mercy. Since we alone can glorify God in God's mercy, it is his constant desire to overwhelm us with mercy, to pour it out upon us in a flood. Our bad choices, when acknowledged, instead of repelling God, actually draws God to us because they give God the opportunity to satisfy the desire to be merciful and forgiving. As we come to understand this truth, we begin to realize that those very things which make us feel uncomfortable, unlovable, are the very things we have to offer God, to attract God, to receive God's loving mercy. In God's eyes, we are ready now to receive mercy. The moment we accept his mercy, he takes hold of us and draws us to God's heart. And for that, God waits, is desiring and hoping. In a sense, 
God, too, is in Advent, waiting and longing for us. Another way to make room for Jesus to find a home in our heart is to let go of fear. The opposite of faith is fear. If there's something that you find yourself afraid of, place it next to faith, faith in Jesus, and grasp hold of faith. Actually, I show what I believe by how I live my life, especially by living without fear. In faith, we desire to get to know God better and to let our life be governed by our relationship with God. This brings us to the enjoyment of God. The opposite of faith is fear. Choose faith, not fear. There's another way that I find very powerful. I heard a story recently that I want to share. One of our elderly sisters said to the person meeting her needs, I think I know why you are so good to me. The caretaker said, why, what's that sister? In a feeble voice, the elderly sister said, it's because I love you. How is it that we make room or maybe begin to fill that empty space where we conceive him in our heart? It's by our loving the other. The wise older sister must have thought, your goodness to me is just a response of my loving you. The real value of this story has nothing to do with the goodness of the helper. It's all about the one who loved. You are good to me because I love you. That's another way to conceive Jesus in our heart. Room is made for Jesus when we love others. Think about those who are good to you. Is it because you love them? There's a very fundamental way we prepare for Jesus taking root in our heart. It's by loving ourself, not just the other, but loving myself. Have you spent time seeing yourself as the place where Jesus dwells? Just think about that. You are the dwelling place of God. Mary Jo Letty has written the book, Radical Gratitude. In it, she tells the story of her own coming to be. Her dad was a doctor during World War II, her mom a nurse. Her dad had one furlough during the war. He hopped on a motorbike and raced across miles to spend time with his wife. The boat was honking the horn to leave when his bike raced up the the gangplank. 
just in time. He spent one night with his wife and then had to get back to his post. The result of their one night together was Mary Jo. Your birth, your existence has no less awe connected to it than that of Mary Jo Letty. I suggest that as a preparation for Advent, spend time dwelling on the experience of being desired into existence by God. Keep telling yourself that you are desirable. This time of Advent invites us to spend time in reflection so that we can experience God's creative desire and love for us. We are chosen into existence and kept in existence by a loving creator who has a dream for each of us. Have you ever been so close to another person that you see your own reflection in the pupil, the black center of their eye? You are the apple of God's eye. The pupil of your eye is a very sensitive place and therefore very protected. To be the apple of God's eye is to be most cherished. Our God holds us close. We are now at the beginning of Advent. Perhaps you could spend some time reflecting on what you have just heard. Was there something that stood out for you? What would be most helpful for you to spend time with as this Advent begins? What would be most helpful to nurture so that there's room for Jesus to grow in your heart? Do you need to make space for letting go of past regrets or by embracing faith rather than fear? Maybe it's not something you need to let go of, but rather something you need to nurture. Do you need to express and show love for others? Or maybe it's to love yourself and to spend time reflecting on being desired into existence by God. Do you need to embrace God's dream to shower you with God's overflowing mercy? What better way to conceive Jesus in your heart than to treasure the dwelling place God desires you to be? God bless your Advent days ahead. Thank you to Sister Phyllis. A blessed Advent to you from all of us at Flowcast. <music>